Hey, thanks for checking out Journey Juice, our new podcast here at the Journey Church. We're located at 750 South 29th Street. We worship every Sunday morning at 930. We would love for you to check us out. If you want more information about who we are, feel free to check out our website at thejourneyhbg.org or even our Facebook page. Our hope on this podcast is that on your go, as you're driving, as you're working out, whatever you're up to, that you're encouraged to think and reflect upon different topics that are happening here in the city. So we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, um, my name is Angel, and I am a lay member here at The Journey. We are a fairly new church that has formed in the city of Harrisburg. Um, We're not quite a year old right now. Being that this is our very first podcast, we have some listeners that may not be familiar with who we are and what we are about. So we were going to be speaking with Pastor Chris Ledge, the lead pastor here at The Journey, along with Pastor Deb Port, the discipleship pastor, and Zach Schaefer, the Director of Communication and Worship Production at The Journey. We're just going to learn a little bit more about who we are as a church and what we want to accomplish in the city of Harrisburg. Pastor Chris, can you tell us more about The Journey, how it came into being, and your vision for The Journey in the city of Harrisburg? Yeah, thanks so much, Angel. Thanks for being a part of the podcast, uh, our very first podcast here at The Journey. And so the, the journey really uh, just wants to do a couple of different things. Um, I think number one, uh, we really want to be intentional about creating a community of faith that's really life-giving uh, for everyone. And we recognize that often uh, people have had just terrible experiences with church, right? I mean, they've, had, they've gone to church, they um, have felt uh, poor relationships with the pastors or elders or leaders. And, and we really want to create a community here that's a life-giving, that when you walk away from coming to church, maybe on Sunday morning or something during the week, um, that, that your life has been improved, that it's been life-giving, it's been joyful, there's a sense of peace. Um, so that's kind of what we want to do. We, we're starting here in our current location, but we want to go elsewhere. And we really want to love our, na- our, love our neighbors. We want to love people. And we just want to connect new people uh, to Jesus. And it really just came out of an intentional uh, process of, looking at Methodist churches in the city, recognizing that some of them were older and struggling, and we really wanted to create something new, fresh uh, for adults, for kids. I wanted to create a kind of different kind of community that, that's appealing, that reaching new people, um, and that's intentionally diverse. And so that's been a, kind of a cool kind of 10 months so far uh, here at The Journey. That's great. Pastor Deb, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big differences that we're seeing is just in the kind of people who are coming and to know that you don't have to have a lot of church experience uh, to know what's going on. Um, Just to know that whatever the message is for the day is something that people can use in their lives. And no matter what they're going through, so that we all go through hard times, you don't have to be a perfect person to be in this place. And that we are all constantly learning together and growing more uh, into Christ together and closer to God. I hear a lot um, the word connection and um, bringing broken people together for one purpose and to to serve God and to worship God. One of the things that you had talked about, Pastor Chris, for um, the theme for the journey for this year is hope for all. Can you tell us why it is so important to spread this message of hope, not just for us as individuals or the city of Harrisburg, but um, in the times that we're living in, why, why is this message so important? Yeah, that's a great question, Angel. I think if you like turned on the news, uh, on the television or at the newspaper or follow on social media, we just live in a kind of unique time that's divisive, filled with kind of political rhetoric that's sometimes harmful. 
um, or just kind of a lot of kind of disasters or evil that kind of exist in the world. And so as we were kind of planning and praying about 2020, I think it became very apparent to me of like, how can we be a church that is intentionally wanting to create a safe community for all? And that w- when you kind of show up here or you're part of us or you, or you get to know someone from the journey that you experience a sense of hope. And, and even our world, for at least in our country for 300 years, um, but even our world always continues to try to divide people based upon preferences or ethnicity or age or socioeconomic status. And so how can we be a church that no matter your age, no matter your ethnicity, no matter how much money you make, or no matter what part of the city you're, that you come from, that like all are welcomed here and that we truly reflect what kind of what we would call in the church, like the kingdom of God. Like we, we could like live and, and kind of live in community that reflects Jesus in a way that our world seeks to divide us. And so um, for me, hope for all just kind of is that truth? How can we have unity in the midst of diversity? Um, and we say that like unity is not uniformity. So you don't have to all kind of think alike, right? You don't have to like, you don't have the same political leanings. You don't have, even have to have the same life experience. Um, but how can we be a church that's wanting to know each other's stories and wanting to kind of have a safe spot for all people, no matter who you are, where you come from. And so that's really important to us. And, and I think I probably speak on behalf of Deb, like, I think if someone was trying to compromise that, like we, we would, we want to stop that. Like we don't, we don't want to create a community that is divisive, but actually want to have a community that's kind of unified around hope. We would say that hope is from Jesus, but um, we just want to offer that hope for all people. Thank you. I know just being with with the journey and interacting with the members here, I I can say that we're definitely a diverse group of people and everyone, like you said, has their their own thoughts and beliefs, but we all come together as one and um, worship one true God. Amen. And I would even just say to that, like, I love our kids ministry in particular. If you come and show up, like you just see a diverse group of kids who they might not all live on like either the West or East shore, they might not all go to school together, but they're learning to like love each other in really beautiful, beautiful ways. Um, and so I think that's just reflective of our entire church of wanting to lean into it being a multi-ethnic church. I think it shows up first in our kids. Uh, and then I think in our worship space, we see it as well. Amen. You, you had mentioned the word stories like we all have our own stories our own faith journeys can you share with the listeners just on your own personal level like where did your faith journey start what brought you to where you are now and the beliefs that you have now yeah so i i didn't really grow up in a christian home um i i would say very kind of confidently that i think the church saved my life like the church that i grew up in on 39 39 park road in Grove, pennsylvania was a church that in the midst of my own kind of dysfunctional <laughs> home that I grew up in, that was filled with all kinds of addiction and harm and neglect, um, that it was the church that always showed up. And, and my grandmother, uh, Joyce, is the one who took me to church. I wouldn't say she really was a person of faith, but she knew the importance of taking me to church. And so she took me to church. And then this church just like loved on me in a really, really profound way. I even say sometimes that like the church loved an obnoxious, talkative, I, I smelled like smoke because my, my, my biological mom smoked. And, but the church like, loved me, even though like, I was probably quite obnoxious. Um, and so I, I just have found that the church really kind of shepherded and fostered and loved, and loved me. And, and I remember when I was in the eighth grade, I asked my youth director, and I said, Christina, do you think I have to go to college? Uh, and she's like, Chris, if you want to go to college, we'll make it away. And so it's even like my, my home church who like, made it a, a way for me to go to college. And, and then eventually in college, feeling called to, to, to want to shepherd and lead a church, I can do the same thing for more kids and for more people. And, and so for me, I feel like I'm a church nerd and I've kind of, even though I grew up in a Christian home, I've kind of always been in church, uh, not because I was forced to, uh, but because that's the place where I found love. 
in a way I had never thought anywhere else. And so, so that's important for me, probably why I lead in, in the ways I do. Uh, but I think that the church is really the hope for the world and, and that showed up in my life first. Uh, and so that's kind of how, I, how I'm here now. Thank you so much for sharing that. Pastor Ted, did you want to share here? Yeah, so I grew up in a church. Um, my parents took me. Uh, it was the thing to do. And so I was one of the kids that um, in Sunday school knew all the answers. Uh, you know, if you're going to give me a quiz, I'd be able to uh, open my Bible and say exactly all the information I was supposed to know. But what I discovered was having that information in my head didn't really mean anything for my life at all, other than that's what you go and do. I'm sure there were attempts at, at prayer and other things, just nothing seemed very real. Um, and as I got into high school and toward the end of high school, I was feeling God calling me and saying, I have something I want to do with you. And I had a conversation with God, and I remember it because I said, God, those Christians are really boring. And if I follow you, I'm going to be bored out of my mind and I'll never have any fun. So I said, well, let me go. I'll come back, you know, and I'll do what you want me to do, but I need to go and have some fun first. And so then I did everything I could, which I was not supposed to do, and rebelled and tried to find life and tried to find enjoyment and what fun should be, even to the extent of just having a job where I, I made decent money um, and, you know, being on my own and being independent. But what I discovered is none of that worked. And so no matter what I tried, it wasn't life-giving. And so then I ended up going back to the church, and I'm sure I had been in and out during that time, but going back with a whole different thing of, okay, I've tried my way. What does it look like if I try God's way? And how could that be different? And I won't say that was an easy process, because I think when God works on us, it can be painful, and it can be challenging. And so... I ended up, to my surprise, as a pastor, and I kind of ended up saying, okay, God, I will be a pastor because I think you're telling me to do it, but only until you find someone who's more qualified who can do this better than I can. And I'm still here, uh, still doing this because uh, no matter how many times I doubt, God says, no, I still need you to be doing this. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And some people are like, well, I don't understand. How could you just say yes to God? And how could you end up here? Well, because I tried saying no for a long time and it didn't work. And so now life is just, well, if God is clearly telling me to do something, what does it look like if I just say yes to God? So that's how I got here. It's, uh, it's amazing how God works and how he, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, And when you look back on your life, you think of all the challenges and struggles you may have gone through, but in every in every ounce of those challenges and struggles, God was putting you in a place to lead you to where you are now. And it's just amazing the things that he does for you. And um, you just have to, like you said, just say yes to God and, and do his will and his, his will will play out in your life. Exactly. I haven't gotten to talk to you very much. I'm sorry. Um, can you share your um, your story with us as well? And your yeah. Um, so I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor, and I have been really blessed that I haven't really struggled with any type of doubt of uh, the existence of God or or really any of those questions that I have experienced. A lot of my Christian friends who like say a family member dies and then they struggle with that kind of doubt, maybe. I've been really blessed to not struggle with that, but I think growing up, my problem was my lack of wanting to grow in my faith because it was just 
so a part of my life. I think that's a, a cliche for Christians or even uh, just pastors, kids in general, where it's just their entire life is in the church. And because of that, they feel like there's nothing to grow on because <laughs> they know everything, air quotes. So, um, yeah, I definitely struggled with the desire to know God more um, and grow deeper in my faith. But I think some big factors in my life, such as church camp with friends who I would see once a year who helped like spur me on. And then definitely getting into Maasai College and going there and as a history major and then ending up switching uh, halfway through my sophomore year to youth ministry and just having awesome professors who were really good at creating that desire in me to get deeper in my faith and then also getting involved with churches that my dad wasn't the pastor of, which is really helpful. Um, I'm not seen as the pastor's kid. I can just be who I am, uh, which was great. Um, but yeah, and now I've had the opportunity to work with Chris, uh, multiple times as an intern at a previous church. And now as the director of communications here at the journey, I did go to school for youth ministry. So it's not really 100% the career I was expecting, but it's definitely something that I'm falling in love with and it spurs me on to be a better leader in the church and elsewhere. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think you touched on another thing. Um, not only do we look back and, and see all the areas, but God puts people in our lives that lead us to um, where he wants us to be. And it sounds like that happened for you as well. And I, I just want to take a minute out to say thank you so much for um, everything you do um, on the technical side. We wouldn't even be able to be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for so for your your knowledge and your experience. Um, so thank you. Um, because you're you're helping us to share God's word with others. Yeah, I love it, and it came out of nowhere. I wasn't obviously expecting to do any of this type of tech stuff, but you give a millennial computer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're good at it. Don't worry. Well, um, thank thank you all for sharing your stories, your vulnerability, and your transparency uh, regarding how your faith journey has has transitioned. Definitely will will help others who are listening. I, I myself, I, I was more along kind of similar to Pastor Chris, where my faith came from my grandmother um, and my nana. <laughs> um, they listened to uh, radio ministry, and that's what I grew up just um, sitting on my grandma's lap, listening to um, Joyce Myers on the radio <laughs> and just listening to um, the her read the gospel and read the word of God and um, through my my own struggles um, with my family, um, we we were we struggled with homelessness and many many other um, areas throughout our life. But through everything, um, I always turn back to my faith in Christ. And no matter what terrible things that I've had to endure, Christ always gave me strength to um, get through. And they always say like your track record for getting through your worst day is a hundred percent. So um, you just just have to keep um, having faith and knowing that um, whatever things that God is taking you through, um, he's bringing you through for a greater good and a greater purpose. And and the things that you do go through um, will help you to help others in the future. And I just want to say thank you for wanting to do this podcast. I uh, had a desire to do some type of podcast in a previous setting and just, it never came around. So I'm really thankful for you and being vulnerable yourself and being able to do this with me. I'm really excited to see where this goes. And 
uh, thank you for stepping up. Thank you. I, I told Pastor Deb earlier today that um, I'm the most introverted person you would ever meet. <laughs> I don't like to talk in front of people, so this is not <laughs> not something very comfortable. But um, like we all said, God uses us in in amazing ways. So um, if this is what He wants me to do, yeah, <laughs> I'm all <true>. in. <laughs> So I just wanted to walk through what's going to happen. Like, what is what does the future of the journey look like? Where where do we go from here? If anybody wanted to. Yeah, so um, we just kind of finished walking through the book of Ephesians, kind of how to, for us biblically, what does it look like to live in a community that's diverse? Um, and it was really kind of illuminating for us, really helpful. And so we're kind of heading into a Lent, a traditional time, a 40 plus days kind of preparing for, for Easter. Um, and so Pastor Deb will share a little bit about kind of what's coming up with that with some opportunities. Um, but so we'll kind of walk through that. And then in April, like two weeks after Easter, will be our one-year anniversary of a church. And so we're really looking forward to like just celebrating that day uh, with, and, and then having a potluck after the service just to really celebrate what God has done here. Um, and so we'll continue some conversations around um, multi-ethnicity. And so there'll be conversations this summer around how to navigate for people who look differently uh, to kind of learn to love each other and know each other's stories. Um, and, and and kind of all year, kind of we're going to continue the theme of hope for all. And so I'll talk about cultural issues this year. We'll be talking about the election that's looming in all of our minds. What does it look like to allow our faith to influence our politics rather than our politics? influencing our faith. And so we'll be just doing a lot of different things to offer hope for all. And, and even in September, um, we'll be uh, kind of talking a little bit more about our city and like, what are the needs of our city and, and inviting different people to come and to share even on Sunday morning around to, to teach us about what's going on in the city. Uh, and so just all year, uh, we'll be kind of focusing on some of those things. And I know Pastor Jeff has a little bit more kind of specifics around that as well. Yeah. So our uh, Lent series, especially, which is starting uh, next Sunday, uh, has to do with rooted. And that's all about, um, you know, we'll have an image with a, a tree and roots, but really if you think about it in your life, it's how do you become rooted in your faith? And what are the things you can do? Because just like a tree gets knocked over by a storm, right? If, if the roots aren't there, nothing good happens. How do we become strong like that? And so uh, we're using spiritual disciplines uh, to talk about that and not that the spiritual disciplines will solve problems or, you know, make your life perfect, but that through the use of spiritual disciplines, we make room for God to work in us and create space where we can be closer to God. And if you don't know what spiritual disciplines are, that's okay. That's why we're going over it. Uh, it includes some things like prayer, um, even meditation, um, studying scripture, service. There's a long list. And I think it's also really important that we're not just going to talk about those things, but create opportunities through journey groups, which are small groups, where uh, groups of people can come together and actually practice those disciplines and be held accountable, right? So maybe it's prayer, and maybe you're trying prayer for the first time in your life. And so someone can ask you the next week, how did that go? What worked? What didn't work? And not to shame you into saying, oh, man, that didn't work. Obviously, you're not good at prayer. But to say, well, let's talk about why didn't it work? You know, let's acknowledge that it's hard in our lives if we don't have natural rhythms for these things and really to be encouraging one another. I think um, the the really neat thing about doing the groups is you, um, you're you able to hold each other accountable um, and just have like a partner to, to get you through. Maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to your family about it, but having that um, relationship or one-on-one 
with somebody here at the journey enables you to open up and and maybe speak something you, you don't feel comfortable talking about at home. And you also have, um, I think, virtual Right. So we do um, any groups we do. So we have two different kinds of groups. We have our journey groups that really focus around the sermon series. So as Pastor Chris was talking about other things we'll be talking about, there will be groups that form to talk about those things. And we also have our discipleship uh, pathway groups, uh, things like core, where we talk about our core practices and how that works. Also things like journey with Jesus, which is walk through the gospels. Um, activating APES, which is all about our spiritual gifting. And so in all of these kinds of classes and groups that we offer, we try to do it at different times and so also different locations. So sometimes that's here in our church building on the corner of 29th and Derry in Harrisburg. Sometimes that's out at a restaurant or a bar. And we also offer virtual classes. And it usually works in rotation where if you really want to take this and it's not working for your schedule, well, don't worry. It will then be offered as a virtual online. That's really cool. It's accommodating for all kinds of people at the work or or whatnot. So it's, that's great that we're doing that. Zach, can you tell us a little bit about, from the technology side, what we have to offer people that may not be able to come to church on Sunday mornings, but how can we share our experience with them? Yeah. Um, so you can always follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page and we have a Twitter, which is more update type tweets you will receive. And then we have Instagram, but we stream our services on Sunday mornings and those will be up on our Facebook page. And you can watch those live or you can watch them for a few weeks afterwards. And we then upload our sermons to our YouTube channel. And we are actually looking to diversify our YouTube channel a bit more, uh, trying to figure out what kind of resources we can post on there. So within the coming months, hopefully we'll have a better idea of what that is and maybe even have a few posts. Um, And hey, maybe if this uh, podcast gets big, we'll record that so people can uh, see it the video recording of it as well as audio. But yeah, uh, social media and YouTube to check out our sermons. Um, and in the future, more resources on that. Oh, that's great. Um, there's so many different ways that the listeners and congregation members can participate in our worship. And I know I've, I find myself, I'll, I'll replay the, the message on the YouTube. I subscribe to the YouTube channel and just replay it. If I'm volunteering or something, I just like to re revisit the message because every time you give a message you always have important things to say so I don't want to I don't want to miss anything so I like to replay it. So what do you have in store or in mind for the podcast going on in the future? Sure so some of the the vision that I had for the podcast is basically um, just walking through different areas of life challenges that maybe somebody wants to hear more about. Um, maybe somebody's struggling with addiction or alcoholism or they're they're just struggling um, financially and losing hope of their homeless. And not just that, but um, also people that are inspiring in the community, um, organization leaders that have come from the bottom and through their walk with Jesus have um, helped others in the community become leaders and just done amazing things within our community. So that that's kind of my vision for what the podcast will communicate. And I'm excited because we already have talked about the diversity of our church already. And I feel like just in-house alone, we have a lot of stories to tell, a lot of organizations too. So, and, and then we even have beyond in Her- the Harrisburg area. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
that kind of wraps up our our first podcast here at The Journey. We hope that what we're doing here will inspire others to um, grow in your spiritual faith. Um, Either join us on Sunday mornings for worship, check out our podcast, check out the website, um, the YouTube channel, our journey groups, um, anywhere where you could get involved. Um, There's so many people here that would love to welcome you into the journey and and get you involved and um, help you grow in your spiritual faith. I I think we'd like to close in prayer, Pastor Chris or Pastor Deb, if you don't. I'm getting the look and Chris pointing at me, so I guess I'm up. Um, so hear this prayer wherever you are and you're listening. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this time, this conversation where we get to talk about the journey and opportunities to know you more. But I ask that for those listening, you would uh, just surround them with your love, that uh, as someone is hearing these words, they know they are loved by you, and that whatever they're facing in this day, that uh, you are there, that you are already at work in their lives, wherever they are on their journeys. And I ask that you would help us sitting around this table, having this conversation uh, to just make us available to others and to show us what you have for us here at the journey. And for those listening, show them what you have for them in their life. And we will just put all of our faith and trust in you, that you will guide us in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Angel. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. That's right. Well, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. That was great. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it creates some good conversation for you and maybe for yourself or for your family, for your spouse. And maybe we invite you to continue this conversation with us at church. Again, every Sunday morning at 930, we're engaging this conversation. If you have a question or a topic or an idea of community organizer or a leader or organization that you think would be really relevant for us to engage in this conversation, feel free to reach out to us. We would love to bring them on the podcast. And we hope that you enjoyed today's episode.